Podcasting from the Star Group, home of the iconic Dressable Lions. This is Beyond the Known, the podcast that takes you a step beyond what you know about business. I'm your host, Paul M. Newberger, president of the Star Group. On this episode of the Beyond the Known podcast, our guest today is Paul Kramer, VP of Commercial Sales here at the Star Group. He is also a certified risk manager, a certified insurance counselor, and yes, even a construction risk insurance specialist. Boy, that's a, a lot of stuff behind your name there, Paul Kramer. That is. Thank you, Paul. There's a lot of time and effort that's gone into getting those designations. Absolutely. Well, speaking of time and effort, it's wonderful that we have your time here today on our podcast. Thank you for being a guest today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out, but the Star family is very close. That's one of the things that I noticed on day one, working for an independent family-owned insurance organization has a lot of perks. And like I said, this is a very close-knit family. Our listeners would be interested, I'm sure, to know how you became a part of this family. That's an interesting story, Paul. So actually, my sister, Mary Starr, Mary, met Tim Starr when they were in college at Madison. And when I was a junior in high school was the first time I actually met Tim. I, hadn't, I knew of him, but hadn't met him. I actually was introduced to him in a cousin's dorm room when I happened to be down that way. And a few years later, when those two were getting married, I actually met Tim's parents, Bob Starr. And Bob and I had something unique that was in common. We had both sold books or encyclopedias door-to-door early in our lives. And at the time, I was actually farming. I was a half-owner of a dairy farm. And Bob had said, you know, anybody that can sell books door-to-door can sell insurance. If you ever want to go into insurance, we'll hold an office for you. And some years later, I took him up on that. And uh, sure enough, here we are years later. Just because I'm insanely curious about this, what was your first impression when you met Tim Starr? He had long hair, and I was probably wearing bell-bottom pants, and I thought, who is this guy? <laughs> but very genuine man, and they spent a good deal of time up at the farm, and we got to know each other very well and became not just you know family, but good friends. You had mentioned a little bit about your story, and before you became a member of the Star Group professionally, you talked about selling encyclopedias door-to-door. You talked about working on a farm I'm curious, how has doing both of those things prepared you for a successful career in the insurance industry? That's an interesting question, Paul. So being the only boy of seven kids on a dairy farm, that equated to lots of hard work, which is fine. And I think having that as a foundation in one's life is very beneficial in many ways. Later, I had the opportunity to sell encyclopedias door to door. And that was really my first sales experience. That taught me that not all doors are going to open. You just have to keep knocking. It would not be uncommon to knock on 100 doors in an evening to get that one or two opportunities to get in. That's a good foundational experience. So you've been with the Star Group Agency for nearly 30 years. Boy, does it seem like 30 years, Paul? No, it does not. Actually, looking back, that seems to have gone fairly fast. You've accomplished a lot. You've seen a lot. 
And like we said earlier, you've earned the title of VP of commercial sales. You're a talented guy. You're a successful guy. You've got the uh, largest book of business here at the Star Group. Tell me, what keeps you at this agency after all that time and after all the things that you've accomplished? You know, there's a number of things. One, I love my coworkers here at the Star Group. I love the culture that we have. I'd like to think I brought a little bit of the fun aspect to the agency because if you're going to work, you should also have fun. Otherwise, it's too much like work. And I believe early on, we kind of set the pace that we were going to have fun in the office along with working. And that's really continued, as you said, for three decades now. And when you're having fun at work, it's less like work and you actually look forward to going there. Uh, In addition, I have developed some amazing relationships with clients that, you know, reflecting back, I have commercial clients now that I've worked with for over 25 years. Some of them maybe 27, 28 years now. And those are cherished relationships. I look forward to meeting with them every time I do and want to continue to help them protect and grow their business. I just find it that I get a charge out of that. So you referenced the culture at the Star Group. We see it on a daily basis for people maybe on the outside looking in that aren't on the ground floor of our agency's culture. How would you describe it? I would describe it somewhat like family. There's genuine interest in others here. There is, there's some amazing programs that have developed over the years here where the leadership here is genuinely concerned in the health and well-being of their co-workers, of their employees. They recognize that the staff here is the most important asset that the agency has, and they've invested significantly in that to give them the best opportunity at whatever it is they want to accomplish. So we have a very robust wellness program, and that's clearly looking out for the interests of their employees, and it has generated just amazing results. There's a best of the best committee that strives to have the agency be an employer of choice. There is a fund committee that is tasked with making sure that we have the opportunity to get away from our desk and go have some fun somewhere on the grounds or maybe even off the grounds, you know, on a regular basis. And it just, it keeps smiles on the faces. It could add a little competition here and there, which is always a good thing. It just makes for a fun environment. It's not punching a clock and, you know, traipsing through the day and watching the clock to see when you can leave. It really is a, a place to come where you have friends at work and uh, everybody's working for a common goal. Tell you what, that's the committee I want to join, the fun committee. Absolutely. Hard, hard to believe you can't have a good time sitting on the fun committee. Now, as we said earlier, Paul, you're in commercial insurance. How did you wind up in this specific field of insurance? So when I started, I've been a straight commission agent since day one, and I started out selling auto and home insurance. I had actually come over from Allstate, was there for about nine months, and had that foundational understanding from them. So when I came to the Star Group, I continued that, first to feed myself and then a a growing family. I branched after two years, I branched into commercial insurance because I wanted to go after larger opportunities. I wanted to be out of the office when I could to go out and meet with business owners and see their their operations, learn more about them. I had actually worked in construction as well in my youth and was attracted to that as a class of business, construction contractors. I can identify with that and was just naturally drawn to it. Along the way, 
I also was attracted to manufacturing because there's some really cool equipment inside manufacturing firms. It's amazing what we see out there. There's just some phenomenal operations that are in the area here making some really neat stuff. And we have an opportunity to help those business owners. Yeah. And as you kind of alluded to earlier, your niche here at the Star Group is manufacturing and construction. And that's one of the things I like about how we've structured our agency is we're all good in insurance, we're knowledgeable, we're talented, but everybody's staying in a unique lane for the most part, and yours being manufacturing and construction for the reasons that you just articulated. You also do a large amount of work with the Milwaukee NARI organization. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So over 25 years ago, one of Tim Starr's clients had suggested that we attend, it's now referred to as NARI Milwaukee. They've changed their name around a little bit suggested that we attend one of their monthly membership meetings. He had commented that there was no insurance agency that was a member of this chapter and thought it might be worthy of us to attend. So Tim and I went to a meeting and it they kind of mimicked what I saw at the Star Group. There were people having fun conversations at the tables and we thought, yeah, this looks like something that is worthy of our time. So we became members And it wasn't until a year later when Tim suggested, you know, Paul, I think you should be our representative because just being a member isn't doing us anything. You know, just like any group, if you join it thinking that the phone will ring because your name is in the membership book, you're wrong. So a year later, I became our representative and started getting involved in their committees. And it was that work that somewhat laid the foundation for our now 25 plus years of being an active member of their organization. I served on a number of committees, eventually getting on the board of directors, eventually becoming the president of the organization. And following that time, we actually developed an insurance program exclusively for Milwaukee, NARI Milwaukee members that is now uh, over 10 years running. It's been very successful. There's something like 120 plus member companies that are insured in the program, they receive discounted rates and expanded coverage. And the unique part about it is that the carrier donates anywhere from one to 2% of the written premium on a quarterly basis back to the Nary Milwaukee Foundation, which funds scholarships for the trades here in Southeast Wisconsin. To date, that donated amount is somewhat over $185,000. So we're very proud of that accomplishment and continue to look to grow that, that opportunity. That's a heck of a lot of money. That's a lot of lives to touch. That certainly is going a long way to furthering the mission of that arm of the NARI organization for sure. And that's something that we're very, very proud of here at the Star Group. Real quick, as I know you've been involved in NARI for a while, per your conversation here just a minute ago, What is your favorite thing about the NARI organization, and why do you think some listeners here today that might be in the remodeling industry, why should they consider becoming a member of NARI? Great question, Paul. So the Milwaukee chapter is the largest in the country for NARI and has been for as long as I've been involved. They continue to be very well organized. They have solid structure. They offer many educational and networking opportunities for members of all degree of experience. So anyone that's in the Milwaukee market that's involved with residential remodeling, 
should actually absolutely become a member of Neri Milwaukee. They will help them become a better business owner and become a better leader for their organization. They just, they have monthly seminars to help improve their operation on any different level. You name it, they have a seminar in that regard. And these members, when they come to a meeting, especially board members, while technically they're all somewhat competitors, when they walk into that boardroom, they take their own company hat off and they wear the Nary hat and are there for the benefit of the organization. So it really is a, a great opportunity for growth, as well as they have two of the best home improvement shows in the United States, and they're well attended. I have many clients that attend these, and they generate a significant amount of their you know, year revenue from leads that are derived from those shows. So it's an excellent organization to be a part of. Yeah, well said. Nary Milwaukee has some outstanding leadership and the organization is thriving because of that for sure. Two things we want to discuss today, one being risk reduction services and two being the the captives and the captive program. So let, let's start with risk reduction services here, Paulie, if you don't mind. Tell us a little bit about the risk reduction services at the Star Group. What do we mean when we say that? So this started back in 1999. I remember it very clearly because Tim Starr had come into a, a sales meeting and said, hey, we're going, to, we're going to be working with an HR person for our clients. And I honestly didn't understand it at the time. I thought he was drinking Kool-Aid uh, from something. It did make sense to me. And uh, then I learned what this gentleman was actually able to do. So our very first risk reduction consultant was, is Jim Ritkers. Jim is an SPHR, Senior Professional in Human Resources. He is excellent at what he does. So as many companies, their HR department, that hat could be worn, especially in Nary. That hat is worn by someone that has other job function as well. And the HR hat does not earn them any revenue. You know, so it's something they put on when they have to, but they usually don't really want to. Yet the HR responsibility has a significant amount of liability attached to it. So that's why this becomes a very important risk reduction service for the STAR group. The HR exposure for companies is very significant. We help them by developing a very solid HR foundation for them and then can be there for them to assist when things happen and they need direction. Jim has been truly a great partner, not only for myself, but for the Star Group for over 20 years now, and I consider him to be one of the best out there. So we talk about the risk reduction services at the Star Group. How does this program work for our customers? So we actually have at least four different risk reduction services. I'd mentioned HR. Then we also have safety and loss prevention. That gentleman is Ron Humphreys. Ron has 30 plus years experience with safety and loss prevention. Then we have a DOT compliance firm. DOT is Department of Transportation. Any firm that has CDL licensed drivers or a DOT number has compliance issues that are often neglected. In most companies, they're somewhat neglected. So this firm can come in and support them in that regard. And lastly, we have an executive coach, which is Joan Sparks, and she works with companies of any size uh, at their level or comfort level 
to help guide them in a positive direction. So the way this works is based on the revenue that the account generates. Once they cross a certain dollar amount, they become eligible for X number of hours per year on our dime to actually support them from a risk reduction standpoint. Of course, the larger the revenue, the more annual hours they get. And then we actually give them an opportunity to earn more by placing both their commercial insurance and their group benefits with the star group. In doing that, they are definitely incentivized with more uh, risk reduction hours, which in turn helps them become a safer and more profitable organization. And that is truly one of the things that I've learned. There is risk in so many different areas. There's risk in leases or contracts that aren't written correctly. There's risk in a management team that is not harmonious, that is not clicking on all cylinders. There's risk in an employee handbook that's not following compliance or doesn't have proper wording. There is risk in so many different areas. Now that you've kind of walked us through this risk reduction service, can you give us an example of how a customer benefited to some degree from taking advantage of the risk reduction services that we offer? I have many, Paul. One in particular comes to mind. This was a large excavation company with a new controller that called us on a Friday and had been there for six weeks and discovered that they were going to have an OSHA inspection coming in that following Monday or Tuesday. And he knew that they were not prepared for it. So we tasked our HR expert, who also had a lengthy history with OSHA compliance out there. He got out there on Friday, was there for most of the day, worked through the weekend to develop, make sure that their programs were compliant with what the OSHA inspector would be asking for, and then was back there and sat through that inspection that following Monday or Tuesday The end result was there was no findings by OSHA, which is amazing because if you know, if OSHA comes in, they're looking for something and they didn't find anything. They were extremely pleased. We've had the very same experience with our DOT people. Another situation where this firm was notified that they had a DOT inspection coming on Friday. We dispatched our DOT compliance firm there on Tuesday. They worked with them that week and then attended that meeting on Friday and sat with them through the entire process and again walked out of there without any findings from the DOT. So these are very valuable resources and those companies that understand the value of these and use them are the ones that are the furthest ahead because they recognize that by reducing the risk and taking proactive steps, they're a much safer company on multiple levels. One word that keeps popping into my head as I listen to you talk, is value. And that certainly seems like a tremendously valuable asset that the Star Group can offer our clients. Second, let's talk a little bit about captives. Now, at first impression, that word captive sounds awfully restrictive. It just, it strikes me that this is an interesting choice of words because to my understanding, the word captive or the captive program, which we'll talk about, actually provides more freedom to businesses enrolled in a program like that. Certainly. So, We had the opportunity to bring a client into a captive back in, I believe, 2009. Captive programs have been around for decades. I believe they date back to the 1950s. To be eligible for a captive today, typically a company 
would need a work comp spend of about $250,000 a year or more. Typically, the captives are focused on work comp as a requirement, and then you can add other lines as an option. Could be the liability, could be the auto line, but it does require the work comp to be in there. In a captive environment, you no longer have to follow the state filed rates. You actually become a member of this captive insurance company. And in doing that, there's the opportunity to perform much better and see greater results than you are in the standard market. So for example, a company that's, again, say spending $250,000 a year on their work comp and is having maybe a 10% loss ratio. That means that their claims are maybe only $25,000 a year. So even though the insurance company gives them a dividend, at the end of the day, the insurance company is the one that's realizing the profit on that company. As a member of the captive, you actually share in the underwriting profit as well as the investment income on your funds that are in there. So for example, we have one company we moved into the captive in 2015. We've been tracking their premium savings since that first year. To date, they have saved over $1.1 million in work comp premium by becoming a member of this captive. And there is over 350,000 undistributed returns yet waiting to come their way and they, they continue to flourish. In another opportunity, we brought a client, we took their work comp and their liability and placed it in this captive program three years ago. And at the time I shared with them, I said, this could be the most powerful business decision you've ever made. Based on your loss history, I believe that your net premium in the captive is going to be roughly 50% of what it is in the standard market. And while they found that hard to believe, they did decide to move forward. Here we are three years later, and this year on renewal, their premiums went down about 35%, which is already way below where they were, and they continue to go down. They continue to perform very well, and that's when they look at me and say, you know, we should have done this years ago. This is a wonderful program and a wonderful opportunity. Yeah, those are some truly amazing numbers, mind-boggling numbers. You start throwing out 1.1 million, 35% cost reduction. That's some serious savings. And for the right organization, that can really make the difference between a hugely profitable year and a, uh, a year where they barely make it into the black. So true. There's a new opportunity as well in the captive environment that is unique. In this particular captive program, the work comp is not involved. They're actually looking at the other lines. So the property, the liability, the umbrella, the management liability, things of that nature. If there's a sufficient enough premium in there, and again, now we're talking about $200,000 to $250,000 or more. What's unique about it is they have an A-plus rated carrier that will match their current terms, conditions, premiums, deductibles, literally write an identical policy and then allow that business owner to place anywhere from 10 to 50% of that premium into a captive program. 
So if this company already is operating in a safe manner and controlling their losses, they can theoretically earn anywhere to, from 40 to 50% of their premium back in terms of distributions. We're not talking about work comp dividends. The work comp is not involved in this particular captive. So it's, it's a very unique opportunity to actually get a distribution back on your liability or property premium. That's unheard of in the industry. This is a unique program. We're excited to roll it out. Yeah, I can totally see why based on all the information that you just shared. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Paulie, because I would love to see how you would answer this being in the industry for as long as you have, seeing all the things that you've seen. Plus, as a business owner myself, I would be interested in hearing what your answer to this question is. What do you think is the greatest insurance myth that's out there today? The greatest insurance myth. That's a good question, Paul. So I believe many people feel that, well, if they have an umbrella, that they're covered, right? Right. And that's just not necessarily the case. The umbrella is simply additional limits for the general liability and the auto liability. That's probably the one statement I've heard from insureds over the last 30 years that, well, we have an umbrella, we'll be covered, correct? And the answer is not necessarily. If there's a covered claim in the underlying limits of either the general liability or the auto, that umbrella is providing excess coverage over the top of that. That's how most umbrellas operate. There are a few instances where the umbrella will be broader than the underlying coverage, but that's not something to be relied upon. So that is one area that I've had to get clarity on or provide clarity to my clients on, and I continue to have to do it today. I was asked that question within the last two weeks. It's nice that they have someone like you that they can talk to, that they can confide in, and you can educate your clients to show them that, well, that really truly may not be the case. One of the things you had mentioned earlier here, Paulie, was the friendships that you've developed. You've had some clients for 25 years, 28 years. I mean, a long, long time. And obviously, over the course of those years, they no longer necessarily become clients. They become friends. Tell me a little bit about what those friendships mean to you. Oh, that's very important. Again, that's why I continue to come back here every day. I look at it from the standpoint that it, because we've developed some very close relationships, I feel it's my responsibility to protect that business. You know, over the years, we've seen some pretty significant claims that have happened to businesses, be it a fire, tragic auto accident, you know, some sort of accident on a job site, what have you. And it's my responsibility to make sure that that business continues and in as uninterrupted a manner as possible. And I take that seriously. That's my responsibility. Now they can, I give them options and choices to make when it comes to coverage, but I will strongly recommend something I feel that they need we had a situation a few years ago with a business that we had just taken over their program and prior to their first renewal, they had over a million dollar fire loss. And when I heard about the fire, I ran out there, I was there that morning. Had we not taken over that insurance program, they didn't even have that much coverage on the building and yet they suffered that much in damage. We had corrected that program. They did not have one hiccup with that claim and were very pleased with their decision to have become a client of the Star Group. 
So we know they were pleased with that decision. How did that situation make you feel? Very good. We knew heading out there that there would be no issues with the coverage that was in place. Actually, the number one most litigated reason insurance agents are sued is for improper building limits, improper property coverage limits. And I knew that that wouldn't be the issue with this claim because we had went through that in some detail and made sure that was lined up properly. So felt good to know that we're doing, you know, what we say we're doing. And it's evidenced by a claim of that size, not having any issues. Feels pretty good to go home at the end of the day, knowing that we did what we say we were going to do and, and that client was taken care of. A very rewarding day at the office, to say the least. So let's say a business owner was listening to this. You educated them, you informed them, you inspired them. And to some degree, you got them going, hey, maybe I should have my policies looked at. Hey, maybe I should take advantage of these risk reduction services. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, Polly, what's the best way to do that? Uh, they can call our office. The office number is 414-421-3800. My email address is pkramer, that's K-R-A-E-M-E-R, pkramer at stargroup.com with two R's and star. Paul, on a personal note, it's a, a blessing to get to serve alongside you every day. I've learned a lot from you professionally. I've uh, enjoyed the pleasure of your company personally, and I, I really do thank you for all the great work that you do on behalf of our clients every day. Thank you, Paul. And we're pleased to have you on board as well. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's been another edition of our Beyond the Known podcast right here at the Star Group. And we thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Known with Paul M. Newberger. If you like our show and want to know more, check us out at stargroup.com. That's S-T-A-R-R group.com slash podcast. We're also available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.